Okay, so the greatest moment of my life, uh, bar none, probably. <laughs> my wife is in the other room. So. Welcome to the Keep Baseball Great podcast, where we're all about reminding baseball fans why they love the game. In today's episode, we're going to talk with Andrew Ferris with Fielder's Choice Goods, and I'm super excited to talk with him. He is a, a good dude and loves baseball, so it's really cool to hear uh, his passion uh, of baseball through these questions that we get to ask him. Uh, some quick highlights, we uh, get to hear uh, Andrew share some of his favorite baseball historical moments and memories. We are going to hear Andrew's greatest moment of his life. And don't uh, tell his wife or kid this. Plus a sneak peek into some upcoming Fielder Choice Good projects. And you don't want to miss Andrew's insight into some of the life lessons baseball has taught him and how he actually still uses those today. So really cool insight on that. Plus, he's got a gift for us listeners. So make sure you tune in. And so without further ado, here's our interview. Well, hey, Andrew, how's it going? And thanks, man, so much for joining us on the Keep Baseball Great podcast. Man, Drew, so, uh, so fun to be here and to talk about good things about baseball uh, in the midst of all things coronavirus and the, all that stuff. It's good to just talk about what we love about baseball. So. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again. So uh, before we kind of jump into our questions, I would love to uh, for you just to give our listeners a quick uh view of who you are and then also who uh fielder choice goods is so i'm a yeah. big fan of of what you guys are doing so well thanks i appreciate it um yeah so i uh am um i'm the person in charge of running uh fc goods um fc goods makes wallets and other um other most of the other accessories some other accessories as well out of vintage baseball gloves we do some hats and stuff like that too and, and have some other stuff come down the pipeline actually, but the, definitely the core of, of what we sell is um, uh, wallets, uh, handcrafted, really beautiful leather leather wallets made out of um, uh, vintage baseball gloves. So we go and collect vintage gloves from all over the place. Uh, people ask all the time, like how in the world do you guys come up with enough gloves <laughs> to do this? Um, and it is a challenge, um, but uh, we work with collectors and people selling one at a time and everything in between. Um, and compile gloves, and we work with a really talented team um, of leather craftsmen. Uh, some sometimes in the U.S. and then uh, actually the the core flagship series are called the Classics. Um, our team is in the Dominican Republic, so another baseball hotbed. Um, and um, and uh, yeah, crafting beautiful premium quality leather goods out of vintage baseball gloves. So it's been a really fun project. It was actually founded originally um, in Long Beach, California. I'm in LA, uh, but founded in Long Beach in, I think, 2009. Um, our founder, John, uh, was doing it himself as a hobby, just like a fun thing to do on the side, cutting up old gloves and turning them into to wallets. But as you can imagine, um, as some of his baseball-loving friends along with him got wind of it, they were like, hey, I want one, I want one. And so <laughs> a hobby kind of became a business, um, but you know, not a big enough thing for him to like make his whole life, uh, and then, but also like too big for him to kind of keep managing. So then he he came to me and some of my uh, business partners and said, hey, can we turn this into something bigger? And so we are helping him do that and, and now kind of lead that side of things. And so, um, yeah, so it's existed in some measure or another for, for some time now. Um, uh, but really in the last couple of years, we've kind of been able to figure out ways to turn it into something that's a little more accessible for a broader audience. And we really love that. I mean, we, you can read any of the reviews on our sites and um, 
on our on any of our products and uh, everybody from and we saw one the other day if somebody sent us a glove to do custom which we cer certainly can do um, and uh, and said you know I this glove is probably 90 years old from New York my grandfather's glove and like to be able to have this and carry it around with me just you don't even know what it means to me and the fact that you guys did such a great job is so, like stuff like that is just like it's awesome like I'm I, yeah. I, I'm just a deep baseball fan personally and and was well before I ever doing anything with FC goods and so I know what that means to somebody and um, so those kinds of things are great and then, uh, from there all the way through people who are just buying from our classic series going like this is just it meant the world and uh you know a lot of gifts and things like that somebody opening it and going um yeah my boyfriend loved this my my dad loved this whatever so yeah so um go poke around fcgoods.com um and we'll do that i think i think we said we would do a um yeah, uh, free monogramming. So we'll customize it. We normally charge 25 bucks to, to customize uh, the leather um, with your initials and that sort of thing. But um, if you uh, go to our site, fcgoods.com, and use the code, um, we'll just say keep baseball great. Use the code keep baseball great um, for this podcast. Um, just keep baseball great. Uh, we'll, we'll flip that cost for you. So save you 25 bucks if you want to personalize it for yourself or somebody else. Um, there you go. Sweet, sweet, dude. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I, and that's a lot of the reasons uh, why I wanted to have you guys on was just the real cool stories uh, that I saw. I, I think I've been following FC Goods probably since close to the start. I mean, I remember looking at the website and it being about as bare basic as it could be. But I was remember thinking like, man, this stuff is really cool. And just the the memories they could create. And so so it's been really cool to see see that growth process and just in the company, but yeah, also I, I appreciate that you've noticed. We put a lot of time <laughs> into it. I I, saw, I almost asked to get my uh, my graphic designer Robbie on here. He's a big he's a big Angels fan. So oh, cool. But, um, but uh, he's uh, he's uh, he does all of our design work, including like lots of hand lettering and stuff. But I like I work with him obviously professionally, but like I just think I'm a fan of his work. Like I'm yeah. not a designer at all, and. I just like if you go to our site, you'll see some of the stuff we're talking about. Poke around our limited edition series. We put a lot of work into those. Like, I um, I just think his stuff is rad. So yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. So he he does a killer job and um and makes just you know, he has a major attention to detail on all things vintage baseball and all that stuff too. So so yeah. So it's, it's yeah. Fun so I I uh, I'm a graphic designer also. Oh okay. So yeah. so I really appreciate uh, you know that stuff. Okay. So and you approve. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Great. So great. design and baseball, you got me hooked. So, okay, great. We'll have to follow up. I'll have to get you connected to Robbie. He's, yeah. he's at, he's at Robbie Aronson on Instagram and actually his whole feed is like, um, it's A R O N S O N, uh, at Robbie Aronson. His whole feed is like all these treatments he does of like, um, current players. Like he did one for Al Kaline the other day when Al Kaline passed. Oh, nice. um, and it's just like all of these really cool designed up sort of like backgroundy kind of images okay um, and he's even done some process videos on like kind of what work goes into it and stuff so yeah go check that out too he does a really cool job totally totally yeah so and, and not only the design stuff but the the story that you really tell uh through design through the pictures and through that stuff is really really cool so thanks man i really appreciate yeah. that a lot yeah of course of course well cool so keep baseball great podcast we ask five easy questions that uh all kind of center around uh what keeps baseball great so i'd love to dive into those questions with you you awesome. ready yep awesome all right so the first one just all about the history uh so give me uh some of your favorite baseball historical moments and and why so and that can be yeah. broad to whatever you feel like it is good well there, there's some easy ones for me right so um 
So, so, okay. So first of all, I'll say the FC goods project has made me dive into um, oh, yeah. baseball history in a way that was different. So like, I'm a huge stat dork, like, you know, sabermetrics guy and all that stuff. Um, and so modern baseball, like I've been deep on since getting really into all that stuff um, for the last bunch of years. And, and I just, like, I'm, I'm 36. Uh, and I just like always have loved baseball. Um, like just a huge part of my life, but, um, but I wasn't deep on baseball history. And so like one of the really fun things for me about this FC goods project has been like, because it's all vintage, like we have just been diving into all of that stuff. So there've been some stuff that have popped up in that project. Um, that have been really cool. So one example of that would be uh, uh, going um, going back through and seeing um, Nellie Fox's career, um, uh, White Sox second baseman uh, in the 50s, mostly, um, and sort of the heart of the Go-Go Sox, um, 1959. Um, that, that has been really fun to go do. We did a limited edition series made out of Nellie Fox signature series gloves. Um, famously, Nellie Fox is a was a great defender. And so he, he was just a blast to go check out. Like, I think he, I think he would have been just an absolute like mega star today relative to stuff. He's really short. Yeah. Um, uh, if you don't know his story and, um, and incredibly slappy, I think discovered that are probably the third hardest hitter to strike out in baseball history. People obviously struck out less in that era, but um, I mean, just w- with absolutely no power at all was so, good at putting the bat on the ball and just like he just played the game the way that it's just fun to watch right so incredible defender famously gritty and hardworking. um yeah really really tough out of the play i think he had the 29th most hit by pitches ever which i just i like have crazy. i have a soft spot for that skill set uh <laughs> the people who like go up there and just like get on any way you can yeah you know, right the uh Craig Biggio of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Chase Utley, uh, you know, those kinds of guys. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, so Fox is a lot of fun to dig into. And, like, literally every photo of him has uh, – I'm not a big tobacco guy, but there's still something <laughs> classic about a giant thing of cha in his right, right. cheek, you know. Um, so, yeah. So, he's a lot of fun. Um, I also have a funny little soft spot for Ted Klazuski who played for a little bit with um, big giant first baseman because um, this, I, I don't know how this is more famous, but Klazuski, um, he cut the sleeves off of his shirt. So he played, um, he played sleeveless and was a big pipey no way. first baseman. He had three really good seasons for the Reds. Um, you know, he's a 40 home run guy for a while there. He was actually on that go-go Sox team for a little bit too. Um, but um just it's the the images of him is another guy who I think like people I don't I think they would lose their minds at him today <laughs> because he's just right, this right. giant muscly dude. So anyway, so that's been like some of the fun stuff to get into there. Um, but uh, but there's no question my two my two uh, two moments as a, uh, especially as a Dodger fan uh, for me one of them is just all things Jackie. Um, yeah, I, I, it's fun to be rooting for the team of Jackie Robinson um, and. Um, another guy who I feel like I've just gotten deeper on the last bunch of years. I think Jackie is probably underrated as a player because his cultural significance is so right. massive that people sort of just, I think, forget how freaking good he was. Right. He was, he was so, so good. Um, I mean, just 
Yeah, an unbelievable hitter, unbelievable defender. So, yeah, I think he's really fun. I think it's like 18 steals of home in his career, which is still tied for the record. Crazy, yeah. Um, I mean, it's just like another guy who just – I just would have loved to watch him pet play. Uh, but then the number one moment, moment, no question about it, is Kirk Gibson's home run. Uh, oh, yeah, nice, I, yep. <laughs> I, yeah, everything about that to me um, is just – it's just – just play that back in your mind and think about how – like how storybook it really is. Like the guy is injured. Yeah. He's facing Eckersley. He gets the three and two. The only, only possible way that that moment could be better is if it was game seven or something, you know? Right. Otherwise it is like the most perfect story you could imagine as a baseball fan. Walk off. Um, yeah. Like the three and two count. And then, and then the thing that's also so great about it is, and I will unabashedly tell you that um, the greatest broadcaster in the history of sports called it. And nobody can argue with me about that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, Sometimes I just play back in my mind that Vince Scully on the spot came up with the line in a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. Like just mm. the way that rolls off your tongue, like the command of English in that moment after giving the crowd a minute to cheer. And yeah. it's just like everything about it is so perfect that it gives me goosebumps to think about it again because of just, it's everything that can be good about baseball is yeah. sort of a million storylines all coalescing into this one moment told yep. by the best storyteller around um in the game so um so yeah so for me that's, that's awesome yeah, yeah 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 those the that moment was really cool did you see the 30 i think it was a 30 by 30 about that uh that home run but it's just i mean it's exactly I what so. you're saying um i'm pretty sure it was a 30 30 or, or some kind of documentary but uh-huh. i mean you're right just everything kind of all coming together for that one moment uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Just, and and yeah. that's what I love about baseball. I love about the historical moments is just, you look back and you're like, that, did that really just happen? And yeah. you're just like, yeah, yeah, it did. So right. that's really well, cool. And pe- people sometimes dog baseball, right? On like the fact that the, the action isn't so continuous, like something like basketball or whatever. Right. Right. Um, but that's actually exactly what makes that moment great is that. Oh, hundred percent. It, there's so much tension, even in every pitch in that at bat, it, um, especially as Mike Davis goes from first to second and like, like at every possible step, um, you know, with each pitch, there's this like little story that's being told, right? There's rising action yeah. as Eckersley winds and delivers. And then, <laughs> and then there's a little climax as the ball comes to the plate and then you know, the air kind of comes out. And then finally you get to three and two and it's all that same thing over and over again. And, and just the nature of the moment means that because everything stops on it, the camera's of of your attention zoomed so yeah. perfectly in yeah so um yeah well so just and, the, creates, and the balance yeah. yes because yeah. back and forth so this team you know he gets two strikes and he's up yeah. and then, you know so it's yeah. really cool i i people, totally agree people forget about that game too that the way that that was a four three game uh uh and gibson made it five four um I think people just forget, unless you, like me, grew up memorizing the highlights tape from that game, um, <laughs> which I did. Like, every morning, I would watch it before school. Um, awesome. But the way that the A's scored in the first inning, and the A's, of course, were very much supposed to win that World Series, was that in the first inning, Tim Belcher was pitching for the Dodgers because Oral Hershiser, who was incredible that year, had just pitched for the Mets in the game, uh, yeah. against the Mets in the previous series. So he wasn't available. So Belcher, who was a rookie, I think, um, is pitching game one for the Dodgers. Um, and then the first inning the first four batters come up and Jose Canseco hits a grand slam to put the A's up four, nothing in the first. And you just go like, Oh, we see how this is going to go. Right. Um, you know, that was the Canseco's 40, 40 year. Like, so it just looked like everything that you would expect, which is the A's are going to dominate. And then the Dodgers claw back to four, three, and then win that way. And it's like, I mean, that's just perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, you know? So, so good. So yeah. good. Yeah.
Awesome. Well, I love yeah. that. Um, yeah. So the second question, uh, moving in, you know, again, part of sharing those moments, uh, those historical moments even, is just sharing them with friends and family. So do you have kind of a, a special moment that you share uh, a baseball memory with family or friends? Yeah. Um, actually, in some ways, it's that 88 World Series stuff um, because of um, because of uh, like, it's actually my mom who's a bigger baseball fan than my dad. And, um, and so just like, I just, I grew up like sort of watching that highlight series tape um, and just seeing that over and over again was just um, something that I kind of shared with her growing up for sure. Um, I think more recently um, it's at my wife who is from Wheaton, Illinois, um, outside of Chicago, a whole family of Cubs fans. Um, my wife and I went and watched the 2016 world series um, in LA at a Cubs bar uh, and um, she, and, and so, you know, that series also got to, the Cubs bar was very full in the beginning right. of the series. And, um, and it, you know, it was a little bit of a truck for us to get to this Cubs bar, but, um, but it was worth it. And so, anyway, so we go, and you get to like game six, game five, I think it was, and the Cubs looked out of it, uh, down three to one in the series to the Indians. Um, and, you know, the bar was like starting to get towards half empty. Like people were losing hope. It looked yeah. like, yeah, it was over or whatever. But uh, man, game seven, um, my wife and I, I mean, there's no way like that if the fire marshal had showed up to that bar that they would have allowed people like, it was wall to wall people. Oh man. Um, everybody rooting for the Cubs and, um, and you know, I, I'm a huge Dodgers fan, but I, I have an easy time. The Cubs are easy to root for. I think they're yep. a fun team. And, um, and so to, to see that their, their, um, streak end in that and to do that with my wife was just like a blast so that game and then of course same thing that game was so crazy that game yeah. seven with the rain delay and um everything about how it happened Roger davis's home run just made it look like oh my gosh and um, all those kinds of things you know so yeah so that was i think that was a really super fun moment was to go to that um like yeah, a couple other little ones i went to yasio Puig's first game as a dodger which he was so electric that was really fun um just a couple little things but the um uh, but the, yeah, but that game seven with the Cubs, I think, was, was one of my best baseball memories. Yeah, that's awesome. I I have several moments like that with with my kids and with friends. And, and uh, a friend of mine drove up to game uh, six of the Rangers Cardinals. Um, oh. and so yeah, I mean that. And I and I will probably repeat that I was there at every podcast I do, just because it's like <laughs> it is like the pinnacle of everything. Uh, but I mean, I, I tell people that is the greatest worst game I've ever yeah. been to, just because I'm a Rangers fan. But yeah, you know, but, but it was such a good game, such a good game. But and that's something I get to share with with my friend. And so it's just yeah. you know that moment. That's well, that's cool. funny because I I went to um, I went to the NLDS game last year the Dodgers lost to the Nationals to lose that and Clayton Kershaw coming out of the bullpen to face Adam Eaton with two guys on to end an inning was so fun I mean it was electric yeah everything like that's our guy like I just <laughs> I don't even care if it was the right decision in that moment I, I wanted to see Clayton Kershaw pitch in that moment right, right. and that really ended badly I mean that was that <laughs> <laughs> really his last year yeah. you, you may remember the back-to-back -back home runs to Rendon yep. and Soto yeah um, but then um, but then the other one was, I went to game two, I think it was, of the 2017 World Series. Uh, it was the same thing, which is the uh, Dodgers-Astros, um, first Dodgers World Series, um, uh, you know, since 88. Um, 
and uh and yeah that that was that was like you just said the greatest worst game i've ever been to that game yeah. was a slugfest with back and forth george springer a couple home runs the dodgers were winning and they ended up losing and i i left that game actually despite the dodgers lost they lost on a springer bomb i think it was um i um of course, that's all very tainted in my mind now. Yeah, Astros. yeah, we won't go there. But yeah, we, yeah, this is about keeping baseball great. So we that's right. Do that. That's right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was the same thing though. I just like the sheer joy of World Series baseball, even in a game that we lost, was just yeah. so fun. That's so, cool. That's really yeah. cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, so this next one is, um, you know, I've I've been able to coach my son uh, with baseball and. And even I got to play some little league growing up too. But uh, so, what are some life lessons that you've been able to learn through baseball, uh, or just being able to to teach maybe too um, in your life? Yeah, I I find baseball to be a really rich um, source of reflection. Basically, mm-hmm. um, I think maybe in some ways that are less um, touchy feely than you would think relative to how I've talked so far, uh, but. I mean, the, the, actually, one of my business partners and I, like, who's a, he played in the Yankee system in the minor leagues for a little bit. He's a deep baseball guy as well. We talk all the time about baseball analogies for, like, um, hiring and, like, organizational structure and training and development. Like, um, this is where kind of my modern stat, stat guy, uh, stat nerd, like, brain <laughs> comes through is, like, right. just watching teams kind of try to solve the problem of, like, mm. how to turn um dollars into wins uh basically um which is a really particular problem to solve um has just i've watched problem solving processes happen by very very smart people but you think about the people running these teams now it's like they're really 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 smart uh folks and so um sort of trying to watch some of those processes have been really interesting to me i think thinking about what kind of talent you should and shouldn't pay top dollar for i think it's a really interesting kind of thing yeah yeah um what skills do you value what skills are undervalued relative to uh, a market i think is actually a super interesting question um and uh and so so i kind of reflect on that a lot but actually um more than even kind of more underneath the surface of all that is that i got a, my job initially in marketing and in, um digital marketing in particular um via a fantasy baseball league um, it was like basically learning baseball stats taught me how to think about the world statistically and it's probabilistically and, yeah. um, and analytically. And that kind of sent me down the pathway into thinking about all kinds of things through the lens of numbers and stats. And, um, um, and so I'm actually incredibly thankful. And what I think the lesson I've learned is that like maybe applied more broadly is that if you can find places that are sincere sources of interest for you um, so that you can, so that you can basically, train your intellectual muscles in a, in an area where that training is really fun for you hmm. um there are enduring effects ripple effects to all kinds of other areas of life i think so um anything you're interested in go find the best people and the smartest people um, and how they're analyzing it and thinking about it approach the the questions and the problems with sincere open-mindedness and curiosity and humility uh be willing to be wrong about stuff um and then listen to those sources and if you can go kind of train those muscles to do that in those places. What I find is that it really has effects in the rest of my life that I can approach a, a lot broader of a range of problems with a little more curiosity, humility, and, and maybe some more mental tools in my tool belt. Yeah, man. I love that. I love that. That's a, a great take on comparing baseball to just life. You know, yeah. that's really good. Really good. Yeah. It took, it took me deep into like, 
economics and yeah and yeah. all kinds of other areas as i'm watching as i'm watching uh, everybody graph the coronavirus right now I, <laughs> I just feel like i have a way better way of approaching those graphs yeah. than i would have if it weren't for baseball honestly right right i, I know like how to ask questions about sample size and about like all kinds of things that i just would not have otherwise known <laughs> yeah. to do you know so yeah um so yeah well, and, and stuff like that that i think a lot of you know, people that kind of question, like you said earlier, just the, you know, baseball slow and you know, there's nothing to it, you know, like, I think they're just kind of missing more than what just a, a game is, right? Um, there's just yeah. a little more to it than just uh, watching yeah. a guy hit a ball with a stick, so. Yeah, right, yeah. So, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Well, cool. So, the next question. Um, so, especially uh, with coronavirus going on, um, but but baseball's always, uh, and you've kind of seen over history, just the really cool ability to use their platform to be able to give back. And even on like a, a super small scale, like, you know, someone like me, just be able to give back through uh, coaching my son's team and things like that. And so one of the things I found is like giving back really helps me love baseball even more. So have you had or seen or been a part of an opportunity of just giving back uh, through baseball or anything like that? Yeah. Um, I, so one of the nice things about running a company, uh, is that there's some that creates those opportunities for sure. We get people reaching out all the time saying, Hey, would you donate a wallet to, uh, this, you know, our little league, uh, charity event auction, something like that. And so we get those across all the time. We try to say yes to absolutely as many of them as we can. We're not a huge company. So we yeah. have to be a little bit, uh, like, I would love to say that we had a giant war chest of cash where we could just say, yeah, <laughs> sure. And just throw it all around, but we don't. Um, yeah. So there's definitely the opportunities like that. Um, and, um, and I, I've done some little league coaching despite that my, my son is five months old, so he's not quite there yet. Uh, you may have heard him crying a little in the background there. <laughs> That's awesome. We're living the full work from home life right now. Love it. Um, but, um, but I've, I've co actually coached one of my best friends, uh, son's team. And uh, that was when he was eight. And now, uh, and sort of more formally a mentor to him. And that's a really fun that's cool. um, thing that I think probably would have happened if it weren't for being able to coach through baseball. Um, I, I, I think, um, I don't know, this is probably not quite the spirit of the question, but I just think of also like just how communal it is mm. of a thing. Um, so, um, so to me, there's like something about the way that relationships are formed through a shared interest. I think, I think this is, um, I don't, I don't know if this is a gendered thing or not. I think it's especially been true in my, what I've seen in male relationships in my life, but like having kind of shoulder to shoulder things to do together mm -hmm. really forms the ability to be a little more face to face with each other afterwards. So, um, so that's, I've, so maybe this is a way that baseball's given to me more than uh, I'm giving back, but, um, but the kind of relational output and input in my life through a lot of friendships has happened a lot through shared love and interest in baseball um and um and so maybe in some of the ways that i've been able to give some of those to some of those friendships has been because of that so maybe maybe not quite exactly what you're asking but it's, it's what comes to mind no I, I love that i love you know it's it's not always what you what you give but a lot of times what you get you know and, yeah. and, and baseball itself gives a lot and like you, exactly to what you said just the ability to have conversations to hang out and uh, yeah. forge those relationships that's, that's yeah, one of the things i know we're hoping to do with fc goods is that like as we have um more opportunity as we keep growing that we would actually be able to really contribute in some other ways mm. um i have a few little ideas for um ways that we could maybe help minor leaguers make a little bit of money um 
which right now they're just minor leaguers are just criminally underpaid. Yeah, yeah. Um, make less than minimum wage, um, and most of them don't make it to the major leagues. So, um, so there's like we got a few little ideas for partnerships with that that we're working on. Um, and I know also we'd love to work with some museums, some of those kinds of places. Mm. Um, there's a, there's you know you think of the Hall of Fame, but there's a million more of them. Um, no, we I would love to look at. Um, uh, we we did some stuff in February for Black History Month with um, just kind of looking at the Negro Leagues and the influence on baseball. And like, I would love at some point to create a partnership with the Negro League Museum in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a few other things like that to where we could potentially just kind of do that. So that comes with uh, us keeping growing. Uh, our ability to do that would, would right. come, I think, with a little more size probably. And we could do little things now for sure. But um, but there's definitely hope. We would, I mean, we'd be thrilled to do stuff like that in the future. So it's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. Well, cool. Okay. Well, last question and uh, the best for last, but. And we've kind of, you know, we've, we've talked about a little bit, so they all kind of overlap a little bit, but uh, baseball just, you know, for me, like I remember those Saturday mornings of uh, this week in baseball. I mean, my favorite segment was the, the bloopers section where they just show the bloopers, they show the guys messing around in the dugout. And just, I love that aspect of it. Kind of, again, going back to just the shared moments with the guys that it creates, yeah. but what are some of your most fun moments you've you've been able to have through baseball? Okay, so the greatest moment of my life, uh, bar none, probably. <laughs> my wife is in the other room. So. Yeah, but yeah. she knows I think this, so it's. I mean, this <laughs> my heart out of um, Is um, is uh, actually in a Sunday league um, like a couple of years ago. I hadn't played baseball since high school, really, um, and I I am. Um, I grew up like a really little, like I was, I was a pretty good baseball player growing up, but I was, I was like rail thin, really skinny all the way through high school, played at a very small private school. So um, good for private school league, but, but you know, didn't have any colleges coming and calling or anything like that. <laughs> um, and, um, and so in my life, I was a good player, but I had never hit a home run ever um, over the fence. Um, and, uh, and, and then in Sunday league, like two years ago, I uh, maybe it was a little longer than that. I was just playing adult, you know, baseball, and um, and uh, got to the in my first season playing, got to the bottom of it was technically the eighth, but it was going to be the last inning because of time in a Sunday league. Yeah. Um, and we, my team was down by one, and I came up. I'm a right-handed hitter, came up against a lefty, um, and and popped a home run. <laughs> and I, I was as surprised as anybody. I, I couldn't believe, I mean, yeah. And, uh, hit a home run and was rounding the bases to, to tie the game in the last oh, inning. And it, that was my one home run of my life. Um, and it was like, I just still just go, I can't believe how fun that was. <laughs> like yeah. to be able to did actually. You, did you do the Kurt Gibson? Uh, fist pump <laughs> no. Is the question. No, no. Oh, man. I should have. I, I mean, that was probably my one chance. So yeah, like, I, that was I, it. I, I, I wouldn't bet on it happening again. So, yeah um, right but yeah i just got a pitch you know middle middle and uh and and <laughs> hit it hard so um that's awesome pulled it all i mean obviously right down the left field line yeah clearly uh clearly didn't go deep center or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> and i think it was a bit of a wall scraper to be honest but uh um, that's um, hey but yeah hey, so in the scorebook it's hr i know that's it yeah <laughs> so um so yeah so that was um yeah, that's that. That definitely is part of it. I, I mean, that's cool. I think now, now a lot of it for me, fun wise, is just like um, any of that kind of stuff. Playing any slow pitch I get to play, like just it's just such a fun outlet in the midst of like grown up 
life and yeah, yep. everything else, like just being able to go and play for an hour and a half. There's nothing right. else I think I can do that feels like play like that, like just where I just do it because it's just plain fun and I love it. And so, um, so yeah, all that stuff for me for sure um, is there. I'm sure there's some other like little moments along the way, but that's what comes to mind now is just all of that. And I mean, I still also just like love um, anytime I get to watch baseball, the, I've been satisfying that itch with uh, watching some old games that I wasn't oh, familiar man. with now. Um, I watched the other day, Nolan Ryan's seventh no hitter, uh, 1991. So I was only seven when it happened. I was familiar with Nolan Ryan's career, obviously, but I really didn't, had never watched him through the lens of like my modern fandom. And it was like, right. oh my gosh, he was 44 years old and he was so good still. Insane. <laughs> yeah. Insane. So like I, stuff like that is super fun yeah. too. So, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that not too long ago. I was like, looking at his stats and, and how many years I'm like, it's crazy. Really? Yeah. yeah well, and you're crazy. a Rangers guy, right? So you did, yeah. you, did you get any of that? Were you a Rangers fan then? I don't know how old you are. No. So actually, uh, I, I grew up a little bit in Colorado and then also in Houston. So I was in okay. Houston during like the BGO Bagwell time, but I, oh, I never, that's awesome. yeah. yeah. And, they, and they were fun to watch, but I never like grabbed onto them as like my team. Yeah. And it, it wasn't until I got up to the DFW area, um, and and I think a lot of my, you know, fandom doesn't really come around winning. It comes around like the guys and who they are. Yeah. And that's where I grabbed on the Rangers because like Makion, Beltre, you know, all those guys like super likable Elvis. Um, yeah. So that's when I grabbed on them. But uh, I can't remember when this was, but it was probably uh, probably around that same time. I think Nolan was going for his what is it, five hundredth win. Something like that, yeah. So, yeah. No, but 500 probably too many. Yeah, 300 probably. Yeah. 300, yeah, 300. He's got so yeah. many records, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I went to the game where he's, he was trying to get that win. Uh, ended up getting no decision. But but I remember that game, and I remember you know going to my family. It was like a big deal. Uh, so I remember yeah. a little bit about Nolan. Um, yeah. but, but again, you're right. Not through the, the lens of what I have now. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you ever gone back and watched that seventh number hitter? I haven't, no. Yeah, highly recommend it. The whole thing's on YouTube. And actually, the only broadcast of it is the Blue Jays broadcast because it wasn't on uh, Rangers local TV that night. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I only found that out because the Blue Jays broadcast said so. Um, but yeah, for any baseball fans out there who like, want a little something fun to watch right now, um, like it's crazy. Uh, I, I, I don't want to spoil how many strikeouts he ends up with, but it's a lot. And, uh, <laughs> and the way he ends it, like, I mean, the amount, like, the, and there's no, um, there's no, uh, radar gun in the broadcast so you can't tell exactly how he's throwing but it's got to be in the mid 90s he is throwing it is he's 44 and it is gas and I yeah. just really didn't have an appreciation for how crazy his stuff was um, I, I think it's another thing where like I think now people would just be losing their minds at like uh, like all of the like stat cast data and all yeah. that kind of stuff people would yeah. just be like I how is this guy 44 because yeah you know, they say in the start before he threw on 130 pitches, like five, four days before that or whatever, you know, like yeah. he is, he was just, it's, it's, it's really something. It's really something And And no, like no real injuries. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I, I think he finally retired because his arm, yeah, well, yeah, you're almost 50. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I think it was uh, his whole body. They, they actually yeah. talk about that on that broadcast, about his like his fitness routine and just how, how, how hard he worked to stay in shape. And yeah. But it's, I did, it's really uh, crazy. Arm side run, man. Like the fastball just has so much life. It's like, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, his curveball's super bitey. He's like, he can run it away from guys on both sides. It's, it's crazy. 
I'll have to watch that. Uh, yeah. I did watch the, uh, there's a documentary called Fastball. Uh-huh. I think it's on I don't know. Prime Video or something like that. Cool. But um, yeah, you got to check it out. It, it, it's all about trying to find out who has thrown the fastest fastball. Yeah, and, they, 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 they do the Bob Feller thing, right? Didn't yes. They? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. showed, you know, you know, they run a motorcycle. Uh, you start him way behind him, and he kind of tries to time it to throw at the same time. It's like, <laughs> really? Yeah. But that's how they, you know, and it shows the kind of the process on uh, how they tried to mark how fast yeah. the fastballs were as time goes on. And so, but Nolan, of course, is in there. Uh, yeah. So it's really cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, FC Goods, we, one of the things we do is just on, on our Instagram account, we'll just post um, at FC Goods, uh, we'll just post like uh, a couple times a month, sort of like little pieces of the, uh, in our view, some of the best nicknames in baseball history. Yeah. Just a little, yeah. little, little quick pro- profile. Bob Feller, the heater from Van Meter, I think is, <laughs> is, uh, is a really, good. it's a really strong nickname. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a really yeah. good one. So I, yeah. I'm a full advocate for, uh, nicknames. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I, I kind of want one for myself, but you know, <laughs> you know, the heater what, from DFW. Brightest yeah, Marks. yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I could, <laughs> could do exactly, but I just love them. I yeah. Love them, so yeah. Well, there's such good ones. Like some of the old ones, uh, one thing we're coming up with, we're going to do a new limited edition series in the next month or so. So keep an eye out for that. But, um, maybe this is a little spoiler, but, uh, one of the guys who's, whose name has come up in our research is Albert Bosky from the seventies. Okay. I was not familiar with relief pitcher. But uh, that's the Mad Hungarian um, is, a, nice. is a pretty good nickname too. I think. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Yeah. Hey, thanks for answering those questions. Uh, Super fun. Yeah, I, I love seeing how uh, people's love for baseball is kind of shaped within those those questions, and so it's really cool. But before we go, give uh, give our listeners kind of a quick um, where can they find FC Goods at um, and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's at FC Goods on social. Um, FCGoods.com uh, is the, the site. Um, I would say, um, yeah, if you, if you really want to see some of the storytelling kind of stuff we do, it's, it's a lot of times through our limited edition series, um, which we do every so often. We've got some stuff coming up for Father's Day that'll be, um, I think, really cool in that respect. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about our next one, actually. Um, so you can go kind of back through the archives there and see some of the stuff we've done sometimes players focus one time we found a guy who uh was doing something similar to us um in st louis um that passed away of cancer and so we were able to acquire all of his old gloves and then oh, do wow. a, a series out of the old gloves that he'd acquired i saw uh, that yeah and, and and name it after him so like that was that was a cool thing just to kind of mm. see somebody else who has sort of shared some passions um so yeah so there's a lot of stuff like that so fcgoods.com at fcgoods on instagram and uh and twitter and Thanks to Bueller Stress Goods on Facebook. So all the all cool. the usual spots you can find us. Awesome. And like yeah. I said, uh, use the code keep baseball great and we'll monogram any of our stuff for free. There's wallets, but there's also luggage tags and toiletry bags and all kinds of stuff. So Yeah, yeah. And for the listeners, man, there there's one video on there that you showed. Uh it was just a story. I mean, i think you did a, a personal glove for a guy and then you videoed it. Oh yeah. Going to his house. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like man it's dusty in here and uh <laughs> i gotta go yeah no, uh, okay so that's that's on our custom project that's right. uh, past time, passive customer so that that story is 100 percent true like you you always wonder like um like we the some of the first pastime custom gloves we did whilst we did was this guy ray and who had his whole relationship with his dad filled with the lens of baseball 
um, we had asked our customers like, hey, we're gonna do this for somebody. Somebody tell us why we should do it for you for free, basically. And so That's Ray cool. reached out to us and it turned out he was right down the street for us in Long Beach, in the city oh, wow. where we were founded, which was like crazy. Yeah. And then uh, turned out Ray is the best guy ever. Like, and his, his relationship with his dad is awesome. He had this whole sort of, you know, man cave kind of space where he was watching tons of baseball. And um, yeah, so yeah, so go, go check that video out. It's, it's sort of the father-son story and, um, and what we were able to accomplish with his dad's gloves and the, the products we were able to give him ended up really, really beautiful. And, and it was like, it was exactly the kind of guy you, you'd want to end up doing that thing for. Yeah. We, we were really thrilled about it. So yeah, yeah. It's Ray, really, Ray's become yeah. a good friend of ours. So yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks so much, Andrew. And uh, of course, thanks for uh, keeping baseball great. Drew, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, no problem. Well, thanks for listening for our interview with Andrew and Fielder's Choice Goods. Be sure to follow them on social media and check out their website. And also, don't forget to use that code. Uh, Thanks again for listening. Make sure you subscribe. And until next time, keep baseball great.